Okay, guys, I know y'all tuned into another episode today of Hot Takes with TP3. Before we get things started, um, we got a quick word from our sponsors. The first sponsor of today's episode is Prize Picks. I don't know if y'all are familiar or not with Prize Picks platform and how it works. If you download the app and you use promo code TP3BETS, you will receive a 100% instant match deposit of up to $100. So you deposit $100, you get $100 back. Let's say you deposit $50, you get $50 back, and so on and so forth. Um, how it works, guys, you pick two to six players, and if they'll go over or under their projections, more or less, um, you get up to 25% or 25 times your money on that. Let's say tonight you want to pick Luka Doncic to go over 28.5 points, LeBron over 7.5 rebounds, Dalvin Cook over 86.5 rush yards, and let's say you want to go with Jameis Winston under 205 pass yards, something or other like that, guys. It offers a ton of sports. That means you can have NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football. The list goes on, on, and on. They even have tennis, NASCAR, Anything you could possibly want, it is on there. I promise, guys. Prize Picks is available in your state. Download the app to check and make sure it's in your state. Once again, use code TP3BETS. It takes about 60 seconds to pick everything and deposit. It's easy withdraw, easy deposit. Once again, use code TP3BETS if you want to sign up for Prize Picks. Guys, our second sponsor for today's podcast is Alloy Sports. Look, I know a lot of y'all have listened to our podcast for a long time, but y'all are probably wondering by now where I get my stats and trends from. Well, if you want to build winning systems and use trends and stats like I do, download the Alloy Sports app. The app, the link is in my bio on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at TP3Bets. Go click on it. Download it, guys. I promise, guys, it will help you guys bet like a pro. If y'all want to use the same trends and everything I do, download it now. Alloy Sports, once again, that's A-L-L-O-Y. S-P-O-R-T-S, Alloy Sports. Y'all go download it and give them a listen. How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for an episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Today, Thursday, January 12th, it's 2023. Um, I'm joined once again in the studio, coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia, now potentially the home of the AFC Championship game. Bye, Ben Gorowitz. Ben, you ready for Super Wildcard Weekend, man? Let's do it. Wildcard Weekend's always a blast. Oh, for sure. Ben, you got any big plans for the weekend? I know most people don't have to work since it is MLK Day on Monday. Um, I guess I haven't made plans just yet. Uh, I'm sure I'll do something, depending on the weather. But, yeah, same. Uh, we should – let's start with that stat that, that someone sent me that I sent you earlier. Yeah, Ben, go ahead and tell the people the stat. In the past 62 NFL wildcard playoff games, the outright winner is 54-7 in one push against the spread. That's 88.5%, meaning if you like the favorite, take them to cover. If you like the underdog to cover, also take them to win. Um, I would never advise someone to just take, um, like, let's just say for the Giants. Like, let's just use them as an example. If you think the Giants can cover, like, don't just take Giants money line. Take the plus three and take the money line. Don't be stupid when you take underdogs. Yeah, I can't tell you the amount of times in March Madness when I was like, all right, I got this underdog winning outright, but I'm just going to go ahead and max bet the spread and also do the same thing on the money line. I mean, and that bailed me out so many times. I'm pretty sure every single one of those teams lost by like three points for me. So, of course, I had to uh, deal with that. But um, I mean, that's what I used to do when I used to tell like the Kelly and Vegas parlay. Mm-hmm. Uh, for college football, like I would take the parlay because I was in a legal state, so I could take it on Barstool Sportsbook, and then I would take all three games individually. Because if the parlay misses, which the parlay has a greater chance of missing, you can still hit two out of your three straight bets. 
Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. And that's good logic. I'm glad you went ahead and laid that thing on the people, Ben. So as always, guys, we go rotation order here. So we like to do it. By the way, Ben, I'm very excited for these games, man. I mean, yeah, I like the matchups. Uh, I'm excited. Start things out. <laughs> yeah, let's start things out here on Thursday. Kicking things off on Thursday, we have the Seattle Seahawks on the road taking on the San Francisco 49ers. The Seahawks find themselves as the underdog in this matchup of a t- at nine and a half. Ben, what are you doing in this game? I don't have an official play on this game. I, I'm going to look at the first half spread. I, I couldn't find it on my book just yet. Um, this was when I said I like all the matchups, matchups except for one. This was the one. Um I just, like the Seahawks. They're not the Seahawks team that America kind of fell in love with about halfway through the season when they're like, wow, the Seahawks are really good. How are they winning these games? They've been sliding. Gino hasn't been as good as he was, as he once was this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, their defense hasn't, hasn't really improved. Um, you know, they're, they're a good team. They play hard. I, I just think this matchup is horrible for them. Um, I don't think Brock Purdy's going to have to win this game on his shoulders. I think eventually it'll come to that. But I think with all the weapons they have, with Shanahan's brain and their stout defense, they they take care of this. If I end up having a play on this game, it'll be on San Francisco first half. Um, but I don't have that line just yet. Um, I can get it for you. I'll, let me look it up real quick. Um, let's see here. Actually, it might be out now. I haven't checked since uh, a couple of days ago. Yeah, let's see here. Let's get an official line here for Ben on this potential play for him. Oh, I got it. Six and a half in the first half. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to take that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I I'm just, seeing five I, and a half, so that's interesting. Yours is six and a half. I'll wait to see if it goes down, I guess. But I, I just don't think this game will be close for very long in this game. So I'm on the opposite side here in this game. Look, San Francisco is the much better team. I'm taking the Seahawks plus the nine and a half. Those are the dog. Um, NFL wildcard weekend underdogs over, I guess, I don't know how far this went back. It didn't tell me how far it went back, but they're 16 and eight against the spread. I assume that would probably be back like five years. We'd go back on that data. And on top of that, guys, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the 49ers are a much better team here. I just think nobody's given the Seahawks a chance based off the fact they got smacked in both matchups with them this year. This is still a divisional game, guys, and they're going to have a shot here to keep it close. On top of that, this is the most bet game of this weekend in Vegas by tickets on the money line in teasers. Everybody's loading up on San Francisco. I think San Francisco ends up winning this game, but I could see the Seahawks keeping it close in this one. I mean, Kenneth Walker is probably going to be the offensive rookie of the year. You two do have two talented wide receivers here in Lockett and uh, Metcalf. Lockett did get hurt last game. So I think nine and a half is a little steep. I think Seattle can keep it inside that number ultimately here. I just don't see how that, I mean, think about this. They were mi- so they were minus seven for the 49ers earlier this year when they played the game in um, San Francisco. That was before we really knew how good the Seahawks team was. Then on top of that, they were also minus, it was, what was it? It was minus, I think, three and a half at, it was a minus four and three and a half. It was at both those numbers when they played this game in Seattle. So, I mean, this game feels a little taxed just because it's the playoffs here. I mean, S- Seattle is a very high-variance team. Geno does put the ball in in harms in uh, harmful uh, situations or in danger. Ultimately, though, I think we're going to get – I feel like this game is going to be like – I feel like we're going to get either a backdoor touchdown or it's going to be one of those where San Francisco pulls away late. So, nine and a half feels like a protected number. Um, ben, That's next... a big number for the playoffs in the NFL. Oh, for sure. 
Next game up here on Saturday, we have the Chargers on the road to the Jags. The Jags are two-and-a-half-point dogs at the house. Ben, what are you doing in this one? Yeah, I'm going to take the over, uh, 47-and-a-half. This Jags offense has been rolling lately. Trevor Lawrence, you can make a case, has been the best quarterback in the NFL, maybe outside of Mahomes Mm -hmm. in the the second half of the season. He's absolutely rolling. Um, Didn't play well last week, don't get me wrong. Still won the game against the depleted Titans team. I think he'll come, you know, re-energized, refocused. Doug Peterson, we know, can coach in the playoffs. I think they'll be synced up together. Um, and then we know the Chargers. Like, the Chargers, they've, they've gotten more healthy. Mike Williams, we know, is playing in this game. Um, I don't see the Chargers um, – well, the Chargers are fav- – aren't the Chargers favored in this game? Um. Yeah, the Chargers are the favorites yeah. right now. Yeah, I think the Chargers being the favorites in this game, um, I don't think it benefits them to play a low-scoring game. I know that their defense is good, but I think when they play low-scoring games, I think Herbert has the chance to turn the ball over more. Um, They play shootout games, um, and I think that's where Herbert's comfortable. I think that's where Staley's comfortable, even though I know he's the defensive guy, may not call the plays, but the Chargers can win shootout games. The Jaguars can win shootout games. Um, Both defenses are talented, don't get me wrong. A lot of of talent on both sides of the defense, but Mm – these both of these quarterbacks are hard to get to. Both are very mobile. Both uh, very good at throwing all the run outside the pocket. I don't think we're going to get a lot of sacks in this game. And just both teams rolling offensively. Like the Jags. I mean, Christian Kirk, like you mentioned last week or week eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, he yeah, we had to issue been, him an apology. Yeah, he's been worth every bit of that contract, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even Eng- Evan Ingram has been better for them. And in uh, what's the the other receiver? Zay Jones has been yep. good for them. Um, I think with ETN, I think the Jags think they're going to put up points, and I think the Chargers are a type of team that can just answer on a lot of different teams. I'm going to give me uh, give me the over, which is 47 and a half. Yeah, um, I don't hate that play at all, Ben. I think there should be a lot of points scored in this game. So, look, this game I actually haven't made a bet on yet. I like to come on here and have every single bet. Right now I'm leaning towards the Jags plus two and a half, and you all know how much I love the Chargers. But I'm leaning on the Jags in this game. So, first of all, I don't like the fact that the Chargers are favored in this game on the road. Um, I don't know if y'all remember back the Chargers did get smacked, but that was when Herbert was hurt all week with the ribs, so he didn't exactly uh, practice in this game. Um, but on top of that, guys, the Chargers are probably going to be missing Mike Williams in this game. Dogs, oh, you think he's going to be missing? I thought I, I thought he was. I saw he hadn't practiced all week, so I mean that's a bad sign in my opinion. If you don't practice all week, I mean he might try to play, but I don't think he's going to make it through the game if he isn't practicing. Yeah, I all thought week. he was expected to play. Yeah, I mean, he might be expected to play, but the fact he's not practicing is a red flag, in my opinion. Um, dogs facing teams that also missed the playoffs the year before. The underdog is 11-1 and against the spread in the matchup. That's got me looking towards the Jags. And like you said, Ben, I mean, this is going to be a ruckus crowd. I mean, they kind of already got the feel of playoff football last week. I mean, it was, literally was. It was almost win or go home for them because, I mean, they would have gone home if they didn't win that game. So, I think this team's going to come out here and be more ready to play. This is probably the biggest game of Justin Herbert's career playing quarterback. I mean, the Rose Bowl, there wasn't like anything really on the line in that game. So I think that this is probably the biggest game of Herbert's career. Brandon Staley, we've kind of said he's an idiot. It's Doug Peterson versus Brandon Staley, a first-time head coach going against a guy who's won a Super Bowl for crying out loud. Unfortunately for my Chargers, I think I'm going to have to take the Jags here in the spot. Haven't made it official just yet. I don't know exactly what I'm waiting for, but I just haven't made it official yet. Um, Ben, anything else from this game before we go to Sunday? No. I mean, I'll keep reading on the Mike Williams situation. Um, 
Obviously, yeah, it hurt. It hurts a little bit with the over, but it doesn't mm. hurt too much. I mean, Keenan Allen's still there. Eckler's a receiver. Um, Everett's a good tight end, and uh, I, I'm blanking on the other receiver the Chargers have. That's pretty good. Yeah, and also too, the Chargers are not good against uh, Josh Palmer. Also too, the Chargers are not yeah. good against the run. You know. Jags like to run the football a lot. And on top of that, too, the Jags are not good at covering up the running backs. So maybe look at Austin Eckler props in this game. But, yeah, that, all that, all those numbers right there favor your over as well, Ben. I like that call by you. Um, next game up on the slate, we do have the Buffalo Bills kicking things off at 1 p.m. on Sunday. They're going to be hosting the Skylar Thompson-led Miami Dolphins. Um, the total in this game is at 43.5. Buffalo is a 13-point favorite. Um, first thing I'm going to say on this game, guys, is I actually did see that Teddy Bridgewater has been a limited participant in practice the last two days. Maybe he's going to try to give it a go. I think that the spread still stays doubles. It might go to 10.5. and a half. It went to 9. Spread went to 9 when they thought Tua was going to play, then back up to 13. Honestly, I think it probably goes to like 11, 11 and a half if Bridgewater plays. Um, look, Skylar Thompson or Bridgewater, either way, are both injured. I mean, Bridgewater's going to be playing with a broken finger. Top of that, Trent Sherfield hasn't practiced all week, or has been limited at practice all week. Jalen Waddell has been pr- limited in practice. Tyreek Hill's been limited. These guys are clearly banged up, and they all left last game multiple times with injuries. But these guys are not 100%. Um, home, so uh, double-digit favorites. They don't have to be the home team. They can be the away team. It doesn't matter. These teams are 11-3 and three against the spread since 2010 in the NFL playoffs. It's another reason why I'm laying in with the Bills, guys. This isn't something I do a lot, laying big numbers with the Bills. On top of that, I have a feeling, Ben, because DeMar Hamlin was released from the hospital, that one way or another, DeMar Hamlin is going to come out of that tunnel leading this Buffalo Bills team on the field and be out there as an honorary captain. And when the stadium sees him, I mean, we already know the Bills Mafia is the craziest fan base in the NFL. This fan base is going to absolutely erupt, and this stadium is going to be ruckus. I think they absolutely route the Dolphins and do it for DeMar Hamlin. I think this is something that the Dolphins do not want to see is him out there on the field, and I think he's going to be out there firing this team and this crowd up. I can see it now. I think Buffalo rolls them. Yeah, this almost is one of those games where uh... – you know how I do, like I did Ohio State this year a couple of times mm-hmm. when they play someone inferior and I'll do first quarter, first half, full game. I, I don't have a play on this game as of right now, but I almost want to take Bill's first quarter, first half, full game. The trifecta? I just, yeah, I just don't see how this game's close at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to take anything as of right now. I'll avoid the big number. Uh, so I'll do a no play for the, uh, for the podcast as of now. Oh, yeah, and also, too, Raheem Mostert hadn't practiced all week, and they're saying he's probably not even going to play, so their best running back's going to be out, too. I mean, even Jeff Wilson's been limited. This Dolphins team just feels like a skeleton crew at this point. I mean, remember back last year in the playoffs, it was Kansas City versus Pittsburgh. It was kind of the same thing where a skeleton crew for Pittsburgh walked into Kansas City and got absolutely routed in that game. I kind of see the same thing happening here. Um, Who's the first team out in the AFC? Patriots? Yes, I believe so. They wouldn't be much better. It would have been the Patriots or the Steelers because technically the Patriots lost, so the Steelers would have gotten in if the Dolphins didn't win. But yeah, Steelers, Steelers are definitely better. Okay, then a depleted Dolphins team. Yes, for sure. I think they would they would definitely be favored if they played them on a neutral. Um, next game up, four thirty kickoff. We have. The New York football Giants taking on the Minnesota Vikings. The total in this game is 48. The Vikings are three-point home favorites. Ben, got to let me start out on this one. Look, guys. Go for it. I've said it one million times, guys. The Vikings, 
you know, let's go over it one more time for first-time listeners. Look, the Vikings, they're 11-0 and in one-score games. The Vikings have the worst point differential of all time of a team that won 13 games. On top of this, guys, the Vikings' defense is giving up the most yardage per game of any team in the NFL. And on top of that, the Vikings, I haven't didn't check the turnover. I assume the turnover uh, luck came down a little bit since they had four turnovers against the Packers, but they're still going to be top three in the NFL in turnover ratio. Bad news, too, guys. This is 4 p.m. Kirk Cousins. Look, the Giants are better than them in almost every single statistical category. Danny Dimes is an underdog. He's seven. So Danny Dimes just on the road in general is 17 and seven against the spread. As an underdog, all games, home and away, he's 26 and 15 against the spread. As a road underdog, he's 16 and five against the spread. When two teams that did not make the playoffs the year before play in the wild card round, the, the road team is 29 and nine against the spread. On top of that, guys, dogs facing teams that missed the playoffs the year before when both teams missed their in either team could have missed the playoffs. But whoever the dog is, when but when a team missed the playoffs the year before, these teams are 10 and one against the spread. On top of that, guys, the Giants are an NFL best 13 and four against the spread and 10 and two against the spread as an underdog. Give me the Giants max bet plus the three points on top of that. I'm taking the money line for a unit at plus 140. Give me the Giants. I think the Giants win this game at 27-20. Yeah, I'm on the Giants as well. Um, Also, not to mention another stat for the Giants. The Giants are seventh in red zone efficiency uh, on offense this year. The Vikings defense is like 24th defensively. Uh, These teams, two two teams already played each other. Daniel Jones was able to... um, you know, throw the ball on the mm-hmm. Vikings down the field more, more so in this game than other games. His legs are a massive weapon for all the reasons you already named. Give me the Giants plus three. I'll probably take the money line as well. Yeah, I think it's one of those games, man. If you're taking the points as a wild card weekend based off the stat, Ben said you might as well sprinkle money line. One other statement I did forget to make that I wanted to make on the Bills game. Also, Mike McDaniel's a rookie head coach going up against a guy with a lot of playoff experience. This game, we do have dual rookie head coaches, so nothing really swings it one way or another in that one. Last game of the day, we do have the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, the spread in this game now is at nine and a half. The over-under is at 40 and a half. Um, I will say this, Ben, the spread has been moving. It opened at six, and it's all the way up here at nine and a half now. Tyler Huntley or Lamar Jackson is hasn't officially been ruled out, but everything I've heard, there's no way he's going to play in practice in six weeks. On top of that, Tyler Huntley had, didn't practice yesterday because he's arthritis in his throwing shoulder, but he was Ooh. limited at practice today, and it looks like he might give it a go. What are you doing here, Ben? I actually have no play because um, okay. I just don't know, like, what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do with this game? There's no way you can bet on either a, a banged up Tyler Huntley or an Anthony Brown. Um, and then you look at the other side, it's like, all right, well, yeah, the Bengals are you know, tremendous. The best team since Burrow's been drafted against the spread. It's just like nine and a half, you know, an NFL team to win a playoff game by double mm-hmm. digits is something I don't do very often. Um, I, I like alternatively, maybe. I'd look into like a Bengals team total, but at the same time, the Ravens defense is pretty good. Um, I, I don't feel comfortable with anything, to be honest with you. I don't love like the under in this game, even if the Ravens don't contribute much. Um, so I'm just going to pass on this game. <clears throat> ben, you're on the right track there at the end. I like a lot of the things you said. Um, wait, I think something just happened. So Brandon Staley says Mike Williams will travel with the team and he's officially questionable for the game. The reps aren't what what matters. The rest is so. I think he's gonna give it a go and uh, 
pregame pregame and if he feels comfortable he'll go and then if not they'll hold him out yeah i think it'll be one of those things you know where he runs out there and then you don't see him out there after a while but back to the game you're talking about ben i like a lot of the things you said man let's go back to a trend we've been using it's a divisional game so we have divisional unders it's outdoors after week 10 divisional game so we have all those under trends going in our favor here on top of that ben Lou Anaroma, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. He didn't allow a score in the second half for the first seven weeks of the season this year. These two teams played each other last week. I don't think the Ravens' defense is going to lay down like you just said. I would probably lean Cincinnati with the points, but in a game where they're playing each other back-to-back and I'm playing the under 40-and-a-half, I'm not going to lay the points here. I think for all the reasons we just said, this game is probably going to go under. Tyler Huntley has arthritis in his throwing shoulder. He's probably not going to be that accurate throwing the football. I expect him to run the ball a lot. I expect the Ravens to try to muddy this game up as much as they can on the ground, run the clock, chew the clock up. I expect them to come after get first Joe Burrow and it. company. I think this game's still going to be a dogfight. I'm not, I can't really take anything on the spread here. I think under 40 and a half is the only look you can possibly take in this game. That's what I'm going to send. Yeah. That would, I mean, if I had to take, if I had to take something, I'd probably lean that. Yeah, I mean, and I really like the fact, like you said, both these teams have really good defenses. And the fact that Anaroma wasn't allowing teams to score sec touchdowns in the second half, this is kind of the same thing. You see the same team two weeks, you can pick their offense apart even more. And I mean, I even think back to some of the other Huntley games. That goes games. back to the divisional unders. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, these teams have seen each other. This will be the third time. This game's going under, especially when you have two good defensive coordinators like you have in this game. Last game on the slate, we have Monday Night Football. Not sure I'm that big of a fan of having Monday Night Football this week, but whatever. One last ride on Monday night for the boys, Ben. We have the Dallas Cowboys, two-and-a-half-point road favorites in this game. Total in this game sitting at 45-and-a-half. Ben, what are you doing here? Yeah, I like the under in this game. Um, I forget the exact stat, what it was, but the Bucks have been one of the best under teams all season, um, especially at home. Uh, the defense just absolutely flies around the football. They, they gang tackle, they swarm tackle, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, Brady just hasn't had, like, other than really last week, the downfield passing has really been taken out of the Bucks' offense this year. Um, you know, Mike Evans got it going, whether week 17 or week 18, I forget which one it was. But other than that, they've, they've, teams have kind of kept everything in front of them against this Bucks' offense this year. Dallas has a tremendous defense, uh, an unbelievable pass rush, which is, pretty much the only recorded kryptonite we have uh, on film for Tom Brady in his 20 plus years. He's been in the league. If you can get to him, you can affect them. The Cowboys are, get to the quarterback better than most teams, if not better than everyone else in the NFL. Um, and the Cowboys, like, listen, the Bucks have a really good defense in, on all three levels. They are also tremendous at getting after the quarterback. Their linebackers are the best mm-hmm. crew in the NFL. And uh, their secondary is also pretty good. So I think a low-scoring game here, I'm going to take under 45 and a half. I don't hate your play at all there, Ben. So one thing I did hear on uh, on Sunday Night Football, and I heard another podcast kind of br- go into it a little bit more. So Jason Garrett was actually on there talking about the Dallas defense. And when they play on grass this season outdoors, they're one and four. And he was saying it thinks it slows down their pass rush a little bit, which – Honestly, it's probably pretty true. So another thing, too, when two teams play each other and their strength of schedule discrepancy, the Bucks play this played the uh, 16th hardest schedule in the NFL and the Cowboys play the 29th. When it's over 10, their strength of schedule discrepancy, usually the team that played the harder schedule wins these games over 60 percent of the time. But. 
I haven't played anything in this game yet because Tom Brady is 2-16 and 16 against the spread in night games. This Buccaneers team is no offensive line. I mean, Ben, let's think about this. This team, in my opinion, is an absolute just dead team walking at this point. The Buccaneers have beaten in nobody, in my opinion. I mean, this is the team that... They have a lot of talent. They had to go to overtime to beat the Trace McSorley-led um, Arizona Cardinals. Their wins this season. They blew out the Cowboys. So this is revenge from that game where Dak Prescott get hurt, got hurt. Then they beat the Saints. They beat the Falcons. They beat the Rams when they were garbage. They beat the Seahawks in in uh, Germany. They beat the Cardinals with Trace McSorley, and they beat the Panthers and the Saints. Yeah, they don't have a they don't have a good win. This team does not have a good win on their schedule. I think I'm taking the Cowboys in this game. I haven't finalized it yet. There's a lot of trends going both directions, but Brady does not play well, guys, in these late-night spots. I think Parsons and D-Law are going to absolutely eat them alive. Ben made a point to me as well. When the offense for the for the uh, Bucks is on the field and the defense is on the field for the Cowboys, who has the better unit? I mean, I definitely think the Dallas defense, on top of that, Ben and I both named off where they have at least four better players. Also, too, Leighton Vander Esch missed some games for them at the end of the season. I think their defense will come back to being a little closer to what they used to be with Vander Esch back out there. Like you said, they do have some injuries in the secondary. Um, one Shoot, I was going to make one final point on the game that's leaving me now, but ultimately, oh, um, uh, also, two favor for your under is Dak throwing all those interceptions. So if the Cowboys put together some drives and he throws and throws like some picks in the end zone or you know picks on the Buck side of the field, that's going to help out your under as well. So I think the under and the Cowboys are the right sides in this game. But there's a lot of good reasons to want to bet on the Bucks. But I just feel like I mean, right now the Bucks are getting sixty percent of the bets, which is something I don't like in these games like this. And also on top of that, too, it just feels like all I've heard from everybody, it's Brady in the playoffs. It's Brady in the playoffs. This team sucks, guys. But they do have a lot of talent. Not at the offensive line, which is what Brady needs, mm-hmm. but he's still throwing the ball to Evans and Godwin. And uh, I don't know if uh, Russell Gage is playing this week because he got hurt against the Falcons, but Fournette's a good uh, receiving mm-hmm. back. Like the, the talent's there for Brady to at least get it going for one game. I'm not saying make a Super Bowl run, but for one game at home, they could get it going. Brady, I think, is undefeated against the spread and straight up against the Cowboys in his career, which is not many games. I think it's like 3-0 and or 4-0. and um, But yeah, I mean, it, this is a tough game. I, I, I actually like that it's Monday. This is a great standalone game to have, uh, and I'm going to take a primetime under. Why not? Also, another trend I forgot to mention on the Bills: trust wild card fi- or trust home favorites in the wild card round by nine or more points. Those teams are eight zero against the spread. Um, also, too, one other spread. Let's or one other trend. Let's see if I can find it. We Here got it Torbert. Is. We got Torbert reffing any of these games. We don't. I looked it up. Shame. I was hoping he was going to be reffing that 49ers game, maybe. Um, so backing home teams in the wild card round when their win loss records are below 500, that would be the eight and nine Buccaneers. Those teams are eight and one against the spread. Oof. So that's why I'm saying there is some spread. There's some trends going both ways, but I don't know, man. That two and sixteen in prime time trend against Brady is big time. Yeah, and I'll just recap the picks real quick for everyone. Uh, I'll start with mine. Uh, Cowboys and Bucks under 45 and a half. I'm going to take San Francisco uh, first half minus six and a half, whatever number you have on your book. Uh, as long as it's not over a touchdown, I would take it. Smart. Chargers and Jags over 47 and a half. Giants plus three. And then Thomas is going to take Seahawks plus nine and a half. Bills minus 13. And Giants plus three. And then for anything else, uh, that he adds on uh, prior to kickoff. You can follow him on where are you posting them. 
Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, um, where you posted them. Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. You also forgot officials for me. Um, the other officials that I had was did you say the under and the Bengals and Ravens? I did not. Okay, yeah, Ravens, Bengals under 40 and a half and Giants money line. Go ahead and mark me down for all those. The only games I haven't taken action on yet is the Jags and the Bucks games. All right. I got you down. I'm I'm gonna play them. I guess I mean I'm gonna play the money line too, so I'll add it to the Giants. Bad Ben before we get out of here, man, we still got a little bit of time left here. I know we never revisited our Super Bowl uh, predictions and stuff. I think it's about time we go ahead and revisit our Super Bowl predictions here. Ben, who are you picking to come out of the NFC? Who did I pick or who am I? Who did you pick and who are you picking now? Let's see. My Super Bowl matchup was Ravens to beat the Rams. I don't feel good about the Ravens at all. You sure you don't uh, want to take the Rams to win the NFC? <laughs> yeah, the Rams. What odds do you think I can get them at? Hey, Ben, you know what? It makes me feel a little bit better that you took the Rams to win, to make it to the Super Bowl because I took may or may not have taken the Miami Hurricanes to make the college football playoffs. So. <laughs> that is, that <laughs> Which is one's true. worse is the real question. Probably Miami. Um, so here's what's kind of interesting. I think the winner of Dallas and Tampa Bay can go on a run. I really do. Because both defenses, mm-hmm. I think, can carry each team. Um. But if I had to redo my Super Bowl picks, I am going to go the Kansas City Chiefs against the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers still, and that was who my preseason prediction was. Feeling very good about that one. Man, I took the Chargers to win the AFC. I really don't want to go back on it since I have them both in the playoffs here. I really don't want to, but I think I'm going to bet on the Jags. So, I mean, I would almost just be stupid not to go back on my prediction here. So, fuck, I really don't want to go back on my prediction here. You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to stay with the Chargers. I'm going to say that still. What, what happens if Kyle Shanahan loses another Super Bowl? I still think he keeps his job. You no, mean, I was, I, no, no, no. He, I, he keeps his job. I, I wasn't saying that. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. He gets a lot of blame for the Falcons blowing their Super Bowl. And there's there's plenty of blame to go around. It's not just on mm-hmm. him. But that loss, people claim it's more on him than it is on Dan, Dan Quinn. I don't know. It's all kind of on both of them, in my opinion. And Matt Ryan. But well, Matt Ryan and Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman's to blame. Yeah, it's tough to I blame should... it on somebody, honestly. I try not well, to he missed think the about it. We can blame it on Kyle Jersey. Shanahan. If we, I mean, it's just kind of like whoever the coach was of the Bills when they lost four Super Bowls in a row. You know, you might be a really talented coach, but at the same time, I don't think your inability to win the biggest game in the football should be something to count against you. I mean, I think it's more impressive to even I guess get there. No I one's mean, gonna no one's gonna blame Shanahan if he loses the Super Bowl to Mahomes, who I have. Yeah, I mean, my prediction, and he has Brock Purdy. <laughs> I mean, there's franchise. Yeah, exactly. And besides, there's franchises that have never even been to Super Bowls before, and the fact that this will be his third time going to Super Bowl if he's able to get there again. I don't think there's any way you can blame him here. Um, all right, guys, that does it for today's show. Ben, you're excited, man. I'm very pumped up, especially now that we finished this podcast. Yeah, I'm very excited. Um, Eagles sitting there with a bye, getting more healthy. 
Mm-hmm. It is going to be awesome, guys. I'm very excited for this week. I'm excited for next week. Football's winding down. Me and Ben are still going to have tons of content for y'all. We got the NFL draft coming, free agency, Super Bowl, playoffs, everything coming up. Y'all make sure to tune in, tap in, and we'll talk to y'all again soon.